Section 27 of Micrographia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Look for me on YouTube if you like ghost and horror stories. Micrographia by Robert Hooke. Section 27. Observation 22. Of common sponges and several other spongy fibrous bodies. A sponge is commonly reckoned among the zoophytes or plant animals, and the texture of it, which the microscope discovers, seem to confirm it, for it is of a form whereof I never observed any other vegetable. And indeed it seems impossible that any should be of it, for it consists of an infinite number of small, short fibres, or nervous parts, much of the same bigness, curiously jointed or contexted together in the form of a net, as is more plainly manifest by the little draught which I have added in the third figure of the ninth scheme, of a piece of it, which you may perceive represents a confused heap of the fibrous parts curiously jointed and implicated. The joints are, for the most part, where three fibres only meet, for I have very seldom met with any that had four. At these joints there is no one of the three that seems to be the stock whereon the other grow, but each of the fibres are, for the most part, of an equal bigness, and seem each of them to have an equal share in the joint. The fibres are all of them much about the same bigness, not smaller towards the top of the sponge, and bigger nearer the bottom or root, as is usual in plants, the length of each between the joints is very irregular and different, the distance between some two joints being ten or twelve times more than between some others. Nor are the joints regular and of an equitriagonal figure, but for the most part the three fibres so meet that they compose three angles very differing all of them from one another. The meshes likewise, and holes of this reticulated body, are not less various and irregular, some bilateral, others trilateral and quadrilateral figures. Nay, I have observed some meshes to have five, six, seven, eight or nine sides, and some to have only one, so exceeding various is the lucus naturae in this body. As to the outward appearance of this vegetative body, they are so usual everywhere that I need not describe them, consisting of a soft and porous substance representing a lock, sometimes a fleece of wool, but it has besides these small microscopical pores which lie between the fibres, a multitude of round pores or holes, which, from the top of it, pierce into the body, and sometimes go quite through to the bottom. I have observed many of these sponges, to have included likewise in the midst of their fibrous contextures, pretty large friable stones, which must either have been enclosed whilst this vegetable was in formation, or generated in those places after it was perfectly shaped. The latter of which seems the more improbable, because I did not find that any of these stony substances were perforated with the fibres of the sponge. I have never seen, nor been informed of the true manner of the growing of sponges on the rock, 
whether they are found to increase from little to great like vegetables that is part after part or like animals all parts equally growing together or whether they be matrices or feed-bags of any kind of fishes or some kind of watery insect or whether they are at any times more soft and tender or of another nature and texture which things if i knew how i should much desire to be informed of but from a cursory view that i at first made with my microscope and some other trials i supposed it to be some animal substance cast out and fastened upon the rocks in the form of a froth or congeries of bubbles like that which i have often observed on rosemary and other plants wherein is included a little insect that all the little films which divide these bubbles one from another did presently almost after the substance began to grow a little harder break and leave only the thread behind which might be as twere the angle or thread between the bubbles that the great holes or pores observable in these sponges were made by the eruption of the included heterogeneous substance whether air or some other body for many other fluid bodies will do the same thing which breaking out of the lesser were collected into very large bubbles and so might make their way out of the sponge and in their passage might leave a round cavity and if it were large might carry up with it the adjacent bubbles which may be perceived at the outside of the sponge if it be first thoroughly wetted and suffered to plump itself into its natural form or be then wrung dry and suffered to expand itself again which it will freely do whilst moist for when it has thus plumped itself into its natural shape and dimensions tis obvious enough that the mouths of the larger holes have a kind of lip or rising round about them but the other smaller pores have little or none it may further be found that each of these great pores has many other small pores below that are united unto it and help to constitute it almost like so many rivulets or small streams that contribute to the maintenance of a large river nor from this hypothesis would it have been difficult to explicate how those little branches of coral small stones shells and the like come to be included by these frothy bodies but this indeed was but a conjecture and upon a more accurate inquiry into the form of it with the microscope it seems not to be the true origin of them for whereas sponges have only three arms which join together at each knot if they had been generated from bubbles they must have had four but that they are animal substances the chemical examination of them seems to manifest they affording a volatile salt and spirit like hartshorn as does also their great strength and toughness and their smell when burned in the fire or a candle which has a kind of fleshy scent not much unlike to hair and having since examined several authors concerning them among others i find this account given by bellonius in the eleventh chapter of his second book the aquatilibus spongii recentes says he Asicis longae diversae, scopulus aquae marinae ad duos vel tres cubitos. Nonunquam quator tantum digitos immersis, ut fungi arboribus adherent.
Sordido quodam succo aut mucosa potius sanie refertae, usque adio fetida. Ut vel eminus nauseam excitet, continetur autem iis cavernis, quas inanis insicis et lotis spongius cunimus. Putris pulmonis modo nigrae conspiciuntur, verum quae in sublimi aquae nascuntur multo magis opaca nigradine suffisae sunt. Vivere quidem spongius adherendo Aristoteles censet, absolute vero minime, sensumque aliquem habere, vel eo argumento, inquit, credanto, quod difficilime abstrahantur, nisai clanculum agator, atque, ad avulsoris acasum ita contrahantur, ut eus evolere difficile sit, quod idem etiam faciunt quoties flatus tempestatesque urgant, puto autem illis succum sordidum quem supradiximus carnis loco a natura attributum fuisse, atque meatibus, latiobus tanquam intestinis aut interaneis uti, coiturum pars equi spongiae cautibus adhaerent est tanquam folii petiolus, aquo veluti colum quodam gracile incipit. Quod deinde in latitudinum diffusum capitis globum facit. Recentibus nihil est fistulosum. Haesitantque tanquam radicibus. Superne omnes propemodum meatus concreti latent. Inferne vero quatene aut quinae patent, percors eas sugere existimamus. From which description they seem to be a kind of plant animal that adheres to a rock, and these small fibres or threads which we have described seem to have been the vessels which, tis very probable, were very much bigger whilst the interstitia were filled, as he affirms, with a mucus pulpy or fleshy substance, but upon the drying were shrunk into the bigness they now appear. The texture of it is such that I have not yet met with any other body in the world that has the like, but only one of a larger sort of sponge, which is preserved in the Museum Harveyanum, belonging to the most illustrious and most learned society of the physicians of London, which is of a horny or rather of a petrified substance, and of this indeed the texture and make is exactly the same with common sponges, but only that both the holes and the fibres, or texture of it, is exceedingly much bigger, for some of the holes were above an inch and a half over, and the fibres and texture of it was big enough to be distinguished easily with one's eye, but conspicuously with an ordinary single microscope and these indeed seemed to have been the habitation of some animal, and examining Aristotle I find a very consonant account hereunto, namely that he had known a certain little animal, called Pinothera, like a spider, to be bred in those caverns of a sponge, from within which, by opening and closing those holes, he ensnares and catches the little fishes and in another place he says that tis very confidently reported 
that there are certain moths or worms that reside in the cavities of a sponge and are there nourished notwithstanding all which histories i think it well worth the inquiring into the history and nature of a sponge it seeming to promise some information of the vessels in animal substances which by reason of the solidarity of the inserted flesh that is not easily removed without destroying also those interspersed vessels are hitherto undiscovered whereas here in a sponge the parenchyma it seems is but a kind of mucus jelly which is very easily and clearly washed away the reason that makes me imagine that there may probably be some such texture in animal substances is that examining the texture of the filaments of tan leather i find it to be much of the same nature and strength of a sponge and with my microscope i have observed many such joints and knobs as i have described in sponges the fibres also in the hollow of several sorts of bones after the marrow has been removed i have found somewhat to resemble this texture though i confess i never yet found any texture exactly the same nor any for curiosity comparable to it the filaments of it are much smaller than those of silk and through the microscope appear very near as transparent nay some parts of them i have observed much more having examined also several kinds of mushrooms i find their texture to be somewhat of this kind that is to consist of an infinite company of small filaments every way context and woven together so as to make a kind of cloth and more particularly examining a piece of touchwood which is a kind of jew's ear or mushroom growing here in england also on several sorts of trees such as elders maples willows etc and is commonly called by the name of spunk but that we meet with to be sold in shops is brought from beyond seas i found it to be made of an exceeding delicate texture for the substance of it feels and looks to the naked eye and may be stretched any way exactly like a very fine piece of chamois leather or washed leather but it is of a somewhat browner hue and nothing near so strong but examining it with my microscope i found it of somewhat another make than any kind of leather for whereas both chamois and all other kinds of leather i have yet viewed consist of an infinite company of filaments somewhat like bushes interwoven one with another that is of bigger parts or stems as it were and smaller branchings that grow out of them or like a heap of rope's ends where each of the larger ropes by degrees seem to split or untwist into many smaller cords and each of those cords into smaller lines and those lines into threads etc and these strangely entangled or interwoven one within another the texture of this touchwood seems more like that of a lock or a fleece of wool for it consists of an infinite number of small filaments all of them as far as i could perceive of the same bigness like those of a sponge but that the filaments of this were not a twentieth part of the bigness of those of a sponge and i could not so plainly perceive their joints or their manner of interweaving though as far as i was able to discern with that microscope i had i suppose it to have some kind of resemblance but the joints are nothing near so thick nor without much trouble visible 
the filaments I could plainly enough perceive to be even, round, cylindrical, transparent bodies, and to cross each other every way. That is, there were not more seemed to lie horizontally than perpendicularly and thwartway, so that it is somewhat difficult to conceive how they should grow in that manner. By tearing off a small piece of it, and looking on the ragged edge, I could among several of those fibres perceive small joints, that is, one of those hairs split into two, each of the same bigness with the other out of which they seemed to grow. But having not lately had an opportunity of examining their manner of growth, I cannot positively affirm anything of them. But to proceed, the swelling of sponges upon wetting, and the rising of the water in it above the surface of the water that it touches, are both from the same cause, of which an account is already given in the sixth observation. The substance of them, indeed, has so many excellent properties, scarce to be met with in any other body in the world, that I have often wondered that it so little use is made of it, and those only vile and sordid. Certainly, if it were well considered, it would afford much greater conveniences. That use which the divers are said to make of it seems, if true, very strange. But having made trial of it myself, by dipping a small piece of it in very good salad oil, and putting it in my mouth, and then keeping my mouth and nose under water, I could not find any such thing for i was as soon out of breath as if i had had no sponge nor could i fetch my breath without taking in water at my mouth but i am very apt to think that were there a contrivance whereby the expired air might be forced to pass through a wet or oily sponge before it were again inspired it might much cleanse and strain away from the air diverse fulgurous and other noisome steams and the dipping of it in certain liquors might, perhaps, so renew that property in the air which it loses in the lungs by being breathed, that one square foot of air might last a man for respiration much longer, perhaps, than ten will now serve him of common air. End of section 27